You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We're going to jump right into our show as normal and start with our grateful moment. Evan, Dr. Willis, I should say, what are you grateful for this week? I'm grateful that I had the privilege and opportunity to graduate, finish my degree, uh, walk across the stage on Friday evening and um, had family in town, friends in town, and just grateful altogether. Um, I've, I've had a rough preaching streak at church. I, I, I got loose this past half, so thankfully I, I got a chance on a, a loose. Awesome. Congratulations again. That is a huge accomplishment and we are all so very proud. All right, let's go to Alan. Alan, what are you grateful for this week? Oh, I'm glad you came to me second because I was about to hit that yay line. See, I graduated and I can do anything if <laughs> magic made it. But <laughs> I'm grateful for um, a new opportunity. I start a new job next Tuesday and I'm going on vacation this week. So I have a lot to look forward to within the next week. So that's what I'm grateful for. Awesome. First of all, congratulations on the new job. That's always exciting. Um, are you at will to share where you'll be going or you have to wait until like after you start? Oh, no, nah, the paperwork is already in. Um, I'm going to be with Emphasis Software. Nice. So I'm pretty much going to be somewhat doing the same thing that I do now, just have a little bit more autonomy. So, right. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Enjoy your vacation. I got kind of jealous when you said you had vacation this week because I wish I did. Um, but good luck with everything going forward professionally. Philip, what are you grateful for? Hey, good morning. Good evening. Good night, everyone. Appreciate the fans out there supporting us around the world and especially in our home city, Charlotte. I am grateful for my family and I'm grateful for one of my best friends, Restated. My best friend, known me since um, he was my best man at my wedding, godfather of my kids, moved down, um, New York City cop, retired to come be a resource cop. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm very grateful that he came down and I get to see my godson grow up now. He's about seven. So uh, apparently he's going to move like five minutes away from me. So I'm, I'm grateful for that opportunity that um, I, I guess we're going to grow old together, hanging out and talking about old times. Uh, um, and I'm also grateful that I locked up Dr. Willis before I was the first person to lock him up, Dr. Willis. So I still got it, but I'm retired. I'm done <laughs> with basketball. Locked him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's up there response. <laughs> and, and resource officers matter. I just want to put that out there for our resource officers that may watch our show. Don't listen to Phil. Y'all matter too. Um, I am grateful for a couple of things. A, my students graduated this past uh, weekend. So like last Sunday and Saturday, there were ceremonies. That's always a good time because usually I don't know who's going to pass my classes and I have a lot of seniors. So congratulations to the seniors. Um, and I am just grateful as always for life, I'm grateful for 
my current role. I'm always grateful for my roles, but I feel like God really blessed and ordained this path for me. And I'm just really excited um, to continue to tell people what to do just on a higher level. So um, that's about it. I'm blessed. And uh, James Harden is out the playoffs. So I am very, very, very grateful for that which um, leads kind of right into our first topic. So, I mean, this don't really need much introduction. Uh, we have Evan on the line today, which is excellent because he thought James Harden was the second coming for the Sixers. And I'm not sure what he thought was gonna happen, but what happened is what we all expected to happen. James Harden was a non-factor um the 76ers are home on the couch with Brooklyn with the Knicks whoever else um whatever else team these Philly fans like to make fun of on our side and um I just want to get the guy's thoughts I'm not even going to frame this as a question but what did you see from James Harden are you surprised and what can we expect with Harden and Philly next season as far as a potential contract? So um, what do I think? I think that I don't think James Harden was ever fully healthy this entire season. I think um, he had spurts where he could do his thing, but I think, I think rehabbing from, the calf injury that he, sorry, the hamstring injury that uh, hurt him uh, in Brooklyn um, when he wasn't available for, for, for round two was that re-aggravated during this season. I think that had a greater effect than, you know, we want to give him credit for. I don't think Harden and Embiid said this and people made a big hullabaloo about it, but I mean, I think Embiid is just brutally honest as opposed to just like, uh, being malicious. Um, I don't think James Harden is the guy for I still think he can be an impactful player. He's still, um, how I said, a playmaker. <laughs> is he? No, he's very, very, much, very much still a playmaker. Very much still a playmaker. Um, and he is. Um, I'm excited to have him pending the price tag, right? If we're paying him a max, then I'm, I'm out. But I feel like he's still a quality player that has a lot of good years left in this league. But um, I think to mid-season, a mid-season addition, and I Doc Rivers didn't do them any favors with offensive philosophy. I think they need to make some adjustments. Um, and they need to utilize and develop their younger talent because I think I think they can have depth. But Doc Rivers is bringing in people like De De DeAndre Jordan. Uh, they're bringing in people who have a role. I mean, sorry, DeAndre Jordan didn't have a role. I mean, he, the man was just abysmal. Um, so I think you know, kudos to Miami. Um, I think it would be a different series if Embiid didn't have um, a torn ligament in his thumb, plus plus a concussion, an orbital fracture. Uh, but that's where the ball bounces, and you know, freak accident. And you just hope hope next year be better. 
Come on, Phil. Come with All it. I could say is, do you want some chine? Do you want some cheese for that wine? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Listen, to get that off. You might have to do that again, but just keep going. All right. Do you want some? Do you want some cheese for that wine? So here's the whole point. This is the saddest day because literally this trade looked like a wash. I don't know how. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first round pick unprotected and 2027 first round pick unprotected for and the Philadelphia receiver. No, the 2027 pick is not unprotected. It's not unprotected. Oh, it's protected. Sorry, it's protected. 2027 is protected. James for James Harden and Paul Millsap. And we heard the tendrums slide to one side. The Nets won. And I was part of that, so, that side. The Nets won this trade. And the tendrum from there. No, the Sixers won. And just like any other, when you first meet that person you like, you know, you see him on a date. You talk on the phone. The James Hall looked all cute. He gave you all the games, the scoring, and you got so excited. This could be the one. But in your heart, in your heart and heart, you know, this not not going to be the one. And I was going to make a confession, but I'm not because I'm, I don't want, well, when I first met my wife, first saw Trish, my wife at the bagel shop, I knew I was going to marry her. We were friends for three years, right? That was not the case with James Harden. James Harden was like, you saw an Instagram model and she DM'd you back and you got excited, excited, male feet, whatever you do, right? You got excited. And you thought when you're about to meet her, and guess what? It was trash. She has no personality. She has nothing to offer you. Or he, the sub-center, they're just trying to use you. And nothing came out of it. This was a wash. MB said it perfectly. He is not the James Harden of Houston. He didn't even say the Nets. Even the Nets James Harden would have been good. He said Houston. Yes, he was brutally honest. He said he basically told... The GM, everyone, this dude is not going to do anything. He's going to play make so much that, you know what? Let me step back. I feel bad for Maxi. Maxi met his idol. He, he, at first, he was so happy. Then you see the tendrum or the outburst on the sideline every time he's next to Harden. One game, he walked away from Harden. Next game, he took the a bench and threw it down. Poor Maxi. Maxi said, I thought this was my idol. I thought I could look up to him. And Maxie's better than James Harden. So it's a wrap. James Harden, I hope y'all overpay him. Y'all stuck. And MB, MB crucified him. He said, I wish Jimmy Butler was next to me. That hurt. That hurt. That literally like saying, I wish my ex was next to me. I wish I could be with my ex. And he still got his girlfriend in front of him. So uh, that all that <laughs> says... <laughs> All that said, this this trade was a wash. James Harden, they better do one on one, one plus one player um um uh, team option. Give him a one year deal. I give him a team option, and if he proves himself the following year, you give him a a three year deal. That's it. If he don't, you 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 sign him for a couple of years and trade him because you know what? It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Paul Embiid, one arm, a concussion. Auburn fracture, a leg missing, didn't eat properly, and still was killing everyone. And I do believe my pick, my pick, I was correct. Only reason I was wrong is MB was injured because MB was able to carry the team all season long. If he was 80, 60%, he, 
he would have beat Miami. Miami had no answer for him. And James Harden, poor Maxi. Anyone has opportunity. You two, Maxi, sitting next to um, James Harden. You see, visibly frustrated. The one sitting next to him, poor Maxi. <laughs> so I feel like we need a fact check on this show. Um, so fact check number one. Um, Embiid never said, I wish James Harden, I wish that um, that Jimmy Butler was my teammate instead of James Harden, or I wish he was my teammate. He said, I don't know why we ever let that man go. Jimmy Butler said, I, I told him, I wish we were still teammates. Fact check number two, Maxi was called by San Cassell to come talk to him. He got a move from him. The other one, he didn't get upset, but basketball, all competitors get upset. I don't know if it's as much as he wants to fight James Harden. Jim, him and James Harden have changed some words, but that in the game, I don't know. So some things we have to keep in mind because Phil, Phil get a little, little too crazy with, with his with his talk, with his nonsense today. Yeah, he he come out here with that fake news, but um, <laughs> uh, where to begin? Um, James Harden, James Harden, James Harden. Tour date, James Harden. As long as he don't get. Uh, yanked up by that Rico charge. I think he might be all right just to start off there. Um, it actually might be a blessing in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, it's, I mean, what is there to really say? I mean, I feel like Evan, because he's a Sixers fan, he probably has more of a scope about James Harding than we do. Um, for the most part, especially with him being a sixer. But I feel that James Harden, James Harden is, to me, he's a third option. He's going to have to be a third option. He can't be your second option winning a championship. Like at this, at this point, like unless he comes back in shape, like injury free, which never seems like it's going to be like the case moving forward, especially with this uh, lingering hamstring. I just feel like he needs to be your third best player. Like he's basically going to have to slowly revert back. I won't say he's going to be a bench player, but the kind of player that he somewhat was to be able to create for others that he was in OKC, he kind of needs to try to get to that. Now, he's not going to be able to see those same type of matchups that he will against Miami because they got some dogs over there. But I do feel like James Harden needs to evolve his game a little bit more um, instead of just having those situations to where he does go ISO. I do feel like he needs to work on his game to be a, a catch-and-shoot type of player at this particular point in his career because he don't really have many catch-and-shoots. And then there's periods or times throughout the series when I'm watching I'm like he could have just had a, a simple catch and shoot but then he catch it pause and let the defender comes up and try to go iso and he can't get by him they're loading up on him so I feel like James Harden is gonna have to evolve his game now I mean like I said if he comes back in shape I mean I think you'll be you may be willing to give an extension but the question is will the owner be like, Ayo, um, I don't know if I want to pay this man that money. 
Like, if they do get rid of him, like, after the season, I think it might be, like, a sign-and-trade type deal. But who knows? Because at this point, James Harden is changing teams. Like, he's changing strip clubs. So, who knows? (laughs) So, (laughs) you guys know how much I love James Harden. You know, he's, like, my favorite player. Um... Let's just talk about that closeout game. Like, let's just start there. I will never forget last playoff season when Ben Simmons was on the team. And we all know Ben Simmons essentially refused to shoot. Um, came up, like, very, very small in big moments. And I remember how Philly was like, we got to get rid of Ben. Like, it was everybody hates Ben, Right. We had to get rid of Ben. He's no good, whatever the case have you. And Philly did everything in their power to make sure that they got rid of Ben because what? Ben did not show up in that playoff series. In particular, he didn't show up in the final closeout game of the series only to get James Harden, right, make this blockbuster trade and Philly fans were going and buying all these Harden jerseys and this is our year and we're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Do all of that to get James Harden to not show up in a closeout game. This man had zero points in the second half of that game. Zero points. You know how many points Ben Simmons had in the second half? Zero points. They both took two shots. (laughs) Two shots. Two shots. They performed the same with one player not actually playing. James Harden had 11 points in that game. 11 points. Now, this is supposed to be your second guy, your Robin, right? Because Embiid is who Embiid is. And this is the performance that James Harden has. And I've been saying from the beginning, James Harden is is a pretty good regular season player. But when it comes to the playoffs, he is unreliable. And any team that needs him as like a major piece will suffer the same fate. This guy is trash. And I'm so happy that once again, once again, I've been saying it since the trade happened. James Harden is going to show you exactly what he's made of in the playoffs. I don't care about good regular season games, but he just cannot perform. And it was on full display. And and I think um, because Embiid was not 100%, like you really, really got to see, he just shrunk. And this is the guy that Philly possibly is going to give a max contract to? Like, this is where y'all want to spend y'all coins? On this guy, y'all roasted and pushed Ben out, essentially, because of this same or similar performance last season we're not we're not going to defend ben simmons on this episode listen all i'm saying all i'm saying about ben and i don't think you heard the first part is that y'all were like oh my gosh this can't happen we got to get rid of ben he didn't show up in the playoffs only for james harden to come and do the same exact thing that's crazy to me 
So look, y'all got what y'all deserve because y'all really thought y'all won that trade. And at the end of the day, that trade, it's seemingly because Ben didn't play yet. Now, next season when Ben plays, I feel like we can have a, a broader analysis. But with Ben not playing, he did just as good as James Harden. My back. My back. My back. My back. That's who Ben Simmons is. <laughs> Lying on the floor in a, in, a, in a corner store, talking about his neck and his back, trying to get some sympathy. Listen, and, and and all James Harden was doing was burning calories in, in the second half of that game. That guy wasn't doing anything. I agree. Oh, my God. Like, Let's be fair. James Harden wasn't, hasn't been good even during regular season with the Sixers. He's been okay. He had. The, he, he had water. To, I mean, beginning, when he first started, he had really strong. And then he was not the same. In the, in the regular season, he was – in the playoffs, it was uh, – I mean, he had that one good game against, against uh, Miami that carried them. Yeah. But I think the ultimate indictment, really, James Harden best share of blame. So I'm not, I'm not wiping the blame away. But Doc Rivers never made adjustments to get Embiid the ball in better positions. He never made adjustments to get Embiid the ball closer to the basket. Those things never happened. No, absolutely. I mean – and Doc Rivers is who he always is. And Phil, Phil have given us great insight on Doc for the last couple of years. That's mm-hmm. what that is. But you you can't be considered one of the better players in the league and you have a performance like that. Like that is just dismal. And um, I'm I'm just grateful. I remember when James had that crazy 37-point game or like a couple of games before. You should have seen Philly fans on Twitter. You should have seen them on Facebook. And so I was so grateful. James is who we always said he was. He will never be anything more. And he is a liability. And I hope he's enjoying his summer at the strip club because you know that's where he is. And let's see missing, what you guys uh, get. Huh? He's going to be missing baby too. Listen, okay. I'm like... Y'all got exactly what y'all deserve. And there's nothing more satisfying to me when my team is home watching the playoffs that the 76ers are also home watching the playoffs. On the couch. <laughs> like y'all legitimately secured a home couch advantage. I love it. Because y'all really thought y'all were going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Guys, 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 guys. Okay, okay. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can rag on the Sixers. That's fine. <laughs> Y'all got swept. No, in no, the first we short, look, we, we sure did. And and look, we don't have we don't have home court on the couch. I I stand firm. I stand firm in that L and on KD's very poor performances. I stood firm in it. So y'all need to do the same. So, I, I mean, I definitely think Brooklyn is in a better position moving forward because of the flexibility of cap. Um, I think the Sixers will have to make some adjustments. Uh, I do trust Daryl Moore to do those things. I think I think Tobias Harris played well enough where you can move him because he also has maybe like two years on his contract. So, um, contract isn't as bad. It's almost like inflation, right? You know, the price is going up. So it's like, well, it's not as bad as when you first signed him. But at the beginning, it was like, what are y'all thinking? Now it's like, um, 
But I think that insult to injury was when Jimmy Brother said, y'all paid Tobias Harris over me. That's what I wanted to say. Over me. <laughs> Basically. That's what I wanted I, to say. And that, that's really, you know, people rag on Sam Hinkie, but Brian Colangelo, I mean, did some terrible things. And then Elton Brand was ultra-aggressive but made some terrible decisions. I mean, to me, Jimmy Butler was a better person you want to keep on to. He's a closer. But and that's the thing where it makes you Sixers fan more frustrated with Ben because a lot of it still revolved around Ben. But also, we kind of I read some reports. It wasn't necessarily that Ben didn't say he wanted Jimmy Butler back. It's that they perceived, the ownership said, Ben. they knew Ben didn't like not having the ball in the fourth quarter. Which is stupid, seemingly how he doesn't want to free throws and all that other stuff. But so he didn't want to have a Jimmy Butler there. Uh, and they were afraid that he would want to leave. He already wanted to leave, so he might as well kept Jimmy Butler, right? But mm-hmm. you live, you learn. Um, but excited, excited to see development and growth of Max. I think Maxi, um, to Alan's point, needs to develop into number two. I know Kelvin doesn't believe in Maxi as much as others do, but I think Maxi has to become number two. And and you have to build an offense around that's going to build off of heart and strength as a passer and things of that nature. Yeah, you need a new coach. That's that's the end of the matter. Um, Doc Rivers is not going to take you there. I'm not going to repeat myself over the years. Um, well, Steve Nash and Tom Thibodeau both won't either. <laughs> I believe well, more. Well, I believe more Thibodeau than Doc Rivers have shown it ain't going to be him. Y'all about to have Mike D'Antoni in a minute. <laughs> no, no, Mike, Mike, nah, Mike, Mike about to be with Lamelo. Yeah, Mike I doubt that. I Lord. doubt that. I doubt that. We've seen uh, this about, before. About the Showtime, Showtime Hornets. <laughs> hey man, look, look. We just, just let us get some personnel changes on defense, and we about to be. I'm gonna say resemble. I'm not gonna say we will be. We're gonna have little small spurts of what the Suns looked like back then. Just wait, see the vision. Oh, okay, Alan. I might have to write this one down too for, for next year. <laughs> yeah, Doc Rivers going to Los Angeles. Dan Tony's going to 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 um 76ers. Stop. Yeah, I know how it works. Dan Tony's not gonna Philadelphia. Dan, Dan Tony's not gonna I wouldn't go if I was Dan Tony, but Dan Tony, I think Frank Vogel going to end up being the Hornets coach. They heard it here first. Do you have sources or is this coming from the mind of Phil? This is coming from the mind of Phil. I haven't got a chance to dig and contact my sources as of yet, but I will. Okay. By next episode, I'll have more details for y'all. I, I'm going to check with my source. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna check with my source. My source says that D'Antoni is the leading candidate for Charlotte. Leading Ivan candidate doesn't Ivan. mean it always happens. But regardless, that's that's the better that's the better look for him. Mm-hmm. Well, we shall see. I agree. I agree. We shall see. So let's move on from like the losing of Philadelphia 76ers and talk about series that are actually still ongoing. So it seems like today we have a couple of really exciting game sevens. We have the Bucks um, and Boston. Um, They're playing that final game today. And we also have Phoenix and Dallas. They're playing game seven today. And so I wanted to hear some predictions from the guys. Who do you think will be victorious in um, these two series that end today? 
Well, I wanted to say that this is the first time in a while with a 98% winning per, um, percentage I do carry. I'm rarely wrong. So I got to give it to Allen. He said the uh, Sixers, I mean, excuse me, Sixers, they're home with the Knicks. The Suns and the Mavericks. I actually believe that the Suns was going to take them out in five, a gem and sweep. <laughs> All right? Because Luka didn't play the first two or three games. No, that was the last. That was the last series. He played the. He played all the games in this series. Oh, he did. Yeah, I thought he was you, injured. You're thinking okay. about the Utah series, right? So, I I did not expect this to happen, and this is really a toss up, and it's hard for me. But by the time y'all hear this, y'all gonna either laugh at Phil or say Phil was right, and I'm gonna stick with this. Um, stick with the Suns. I'm gonna stick with the Suns. I believe Devin you Booker is gonna come. Beside up. him. Uh, yep. I believe I'm gonna stick by their side. I believe the Suns gonna come out. Booker and CP3 is gonna really become a robot, and not everyone gonna be able to afford this State Farm commercial. So he's gonna come out, and and they gonna pull it out. The ones I have a trouble with is Celtics and Bucks. It's going left or right. It seems to be blowouts. One close game, everything is a blowout, and I don't know what's gonna happen. Giannis gave a 40 piece game. And and um, what's the name? Um, Tatum had forty four and forty forty four. So and 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 I was watching the highlights of the game, and it, it it's that's a toss up, that's a toss up. And I actually believe the winner of this game is going to the finals, the NBA finals. I, I, I don't I don't think my Miami playing um Miami is going to go on to the next level. They had too much difficulty guarding a, a big team. Um especially Joel was injured and that kind of played to their advantage. So um, he is a small team. Their center is six, nine. They're athletic. They play tough defense, but they generally had to guard. They only had to guard one person. <laughs> so if they have Milwaukee, who's going to start Giannis? Giannis is going to go over. <laughs> Bam. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. His game is over. He, you haven't seen him have a run like that because he had, and he was incited to play that well against his former team. So it's a toss-up, and I'm going to toss the coin. And, and the coin landed for me on the Bucks. I'm believing the champions. Unless you take them out, I'm going to believe in the champs. I'm going to believe that Giannis, he's done it, prove it last year. He's going to pull this out in a tight, close game. Taking Mavs in seven. Uh, Scott Foster is officiating. Uh, Chris Paul is 0-7 against Scott Foster in game. <laughs> so I'm, is that official you know, or is that official? That's official. Chris Paul is 0-7. You know, he hates Scott Foster. They, I don't know. This Look, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of animosity because he was supposed to ref uh, the game Friday night, and everyone was like, yo, they're setting this up for uh, Scott Foster to, to ref that, that game. That's why I'm like, yo, if that's official, I was definitely about to say, I, I mean, I'm going to still ride with my pick. I'm going to still say Suns and Seven. Um it looks like the Mavs haven't the Mavs haven't been able to do anything on the road. Granted, it's just one game. Like this one game is basically like you've done all you can and with adjustments, adjustments don't matter. Whoever whoever plays the best, the best basketball is gonna win. Percentages don't matter. I'm gonna still rock with the Suns because the Suns have pretty much just been dominating them at home. So I'm going to just ride with just with that fact. 
that I've been seeing watching the game. And for the Celtics and Bucks, um, man, this has a this has a a Bucks game written all over it. But I'm still riding with my pick. I'm going with I'm going with the Celtics and seven. Um, the real question is, who's gonna be able to who's ever gonna be able to make or capitalize off of each other's mistakes and and not make the most mistakes in the most critical moments, aka Marcus Smart. Um, but um, also the question is is which role players are gonna step up this game. Normally, Pat Connaughton is going to be it. Normally, there's – I'm not going to call Drew a role player, but Drew has a way of affecting a game, especially in the fourth quarter, because what he did in game five, he did that in game seven against the Nets in Brooklyn. And I was like, bro, like, Drew just took over, and this is making me think of that 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 game seven last year. So if he's on it, I think they'll pull away, but I'm just thinking it's it's a home game. Whoever whoever doesn't make the most mistakes, Greek is going to get his. Um, I'm expecting Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown as a collective unit to, to get going and make sure that the crowd is involved. It's really just going to come down to those role players, but I'm still saying uh, Celtics and seven. It's, I think this is going to be the second competitive game that we have in the series. Let me change my pick. So I was wrong about Scott Foster. So um, I'm picking Phoenix to win. Scott Foster is not officiating. He's got an update from my source uh, on Twitter. And um, then on top of that, uh, I'm picking Milwaukee to win um, in seven in in the garden uh, because um, Giannis um, won game seven. In Brooklyn, right? Yeah, I think it wasn't because Brooklyn was two seed last year. So uh, I feel as if uh, this team's not afraid to go on the road for a tough game. So I'm picking, I'm picking Giannis, uh, and I think Marcus Smart's been talking too much trash in the media. Um, he said, he said, um, I think he said, what did he say? You shouldn't have missed in game six and talking about like, you know, when you have someone on the rope, you should have killed him, should have killed us in game six. So he's coming a little bit too overcompetent in game seven. So I'm going to uh, go with my man. Uh, not my man, but I'm going to go with the Bucks. But I think Giannis is going to get his. It's just like if Bobby Portis, if Bobby Portis gets a double-double, they win. Pat Connaughton has Correct. over 10 points. If he, if Pat Connaughton makes three threes, they win. Like Correct. that's, that's how I'm looking at it. Like, it's to me like Giannis can have like Giannis had 44 they still lost by double digits <laughs> so I'm like it's really the others I was like you can let Giannis get his which is cool because I mean I've been saying it a long time I said he dish out punishment y'all need to dish it back on the defensive end I said you gotta you gotta knock him on his butt a few times to let him know that you here and if he give you that confused look I'll be like give him that same look back but I mean, you can let Giannis get his. Just don't let the others get going, and you you can pull it out. So I'm gonna you just, just hope that, that you just hope that the the Boston doesn't have a brain fart, you know, like they had in game. Um, they came back, but in game five, 
Um, Man, I'm still mad about that, bro. Like, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm still mad about that because Marcus Smart was impatient. He was like, nobody move. Bro, they was just going to set the screen. Like, I forgot who was inbounding ball. You didn't even have the ball for like two seconds yet. Yep. Nerves, so, nerves. I was, just, I was just like, come on, man. Just, just, you got time. It was irritating. So I'll just say, um, I think Phoenix pulls it out. And my picks are just because of personal bias. I'm sick of hearing that Luca is MJ. It pisses me off. And so for that reason, I need Dallas to lose. And I think Phoenix has the capability to do it. Um, I'm going to ride with the Bucks because Boston knocked Brooklyn out. So I'm just not rooting or supporting them. I hope Marcus Smart continues to play as dumb as, as he played in the last game or two. And um, I'll, I'll rock with the Bucks. So those are my picks for very unorthodox reasons um all right and let's close the show and talk about a little bit about Brittany Griners you guys know she's been detained in Russia now for a couple of months I don't remember the exact date when she was detained but essentially they found um, vaping instruments with cannabis or you know marijuana even though in the you know in the United States Cannabis is not automatically marijuana. They actually, there's like a scientific difference. But in Russia, it's a wild, wild west out there. I don't even know if they care or even if they um, do that analysis. But she's been detained. She had a hearing, I believe, on Friday, Thursday or Friday. And she will be detained for an additional month. Um, for what reason, I don't know. I can say for marijuana charges generally for um, personal use or the personal amount, she had cannabis oil in a vaping structure. Uh, she would not be detained. Uh, she probably wouldn't be detained. She would have been released on some kind of bail. So I'm not really sure what's going on with Russia and why they're just holding this athlete for this small, but she'll be detained for another month. Um, her attorney mentioned that it could be as long as a month, but she could be released um, even earlier than that. And so <clears throat> guys, what do you think about like this never ending Brittany Griner in Russia saga? Just to keep it short, I just feel like it's a hidden agenda behind it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with politics and you get a, a player of caliber like Brittany Griner, it's, it's, it's something that's just out of the ordinary. I do understand that laws are different in different countries, um, but to be detained for what almost feels like less than 90 days almost 60 days and then you're getting detained for potentially an, an additional 30 days it just feels like it's, it's it's bigger than what it really is and I mean I said it like before the show like it's almost like they're pushing it like it's like it's that booger sugar but it's just you know what I'm saying it's it's just the oil so if it's just the oil in the pen then what exactly do you expect Mm -hmm. to be done you know what I mean so I mean it's 
it's a sad situation and um what's I just hope that she she's able to like remain in a good mental space. Uh, there were some photos released. I believe it was either Thursday or Friday. So I'm really just hoping that she's just in a good space to where she's just mentally okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because to be to be a big time athlete, like normally, like everything is a mentality. But this is this is a different type of animal. You're in a different country. You don't know specifically how they function so that's what i'm really just praying for is that she's just in a good mental space so she can return home agree i definitely agree with Alan. um it is of course a part politics behind the whole matter um the ukraine war um i read they wanted some they wanted the exchange of uh of uh prisoners it's sad unfortunate and um and i hope it works out for the better um it works for the better i believe she will get out uh, and but it may be some mental side effects, and not to see her um, on the court this season is going to be you know it's going to be heart wrench. Hopefully she's able to get her bearings back and get back on the court and dominate dominate as she has in the past. But so but all I'm hoping for the best for her. I believe she'll be getting out soon. Um, and, and of course, once again, reiterate it's all politics. Um, they have no reason to hold her. Is all uh, politics behind the scenes that's currently holding her up. So praying for her and uh, her family. Agree, agree. It's just, it's just sad. Um, it's just sad. I, I don't have much else to add, and um, I hope she's released soon and let her come back home. You know, I just feel very unsafe with her being there. Um, you know, I do wonder if this was like an NBA player, would things be different in how the U.S. moves, you know, because there's more, you know, there's more to lose there, not in my opinion, but, you know, just in the general public. And so I, I just query that a lot um, because she's a WNBA player. Is that why it's just not getting the steam that it would get, like if they you know, had, you know, James Harden. Well, no, he'll probably get the same amount of, um, the same amount of attention, but like if they had an NBA star as opposed to WNBA star. So praying for her um, and hope everything works out. And on that note, um, we will see you next time. (laughs) 